This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who knows that when you go to a school board meeting, you better leave your taser at home, Ryan Nelson. Justin, what a comeback for Bisquick yes. and Nipple Rings. Yes. Featured heavily here in the first yes. couple of episodes. I haven't heard Bisquick mentioned in a hot minute, but boy, they were all over this. And as I told Ryan before, we when we tried to record him before, we realized that we weren't actually recording. If you want really good pancakes, guys, send me an email. Send me, find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. Do whatever. My wife makes really good pancakes. She doesn't use a bit of Bisquick. And I've Shots fired at Bisquick. <laughs> like I said, I, if you want them, I, I will help you out because they are fantastic. They are light. They are fluffy. They are absolutely fantastic. So, uh, like I said, uh, and I've made them myself. So, they're, they're really, really good. So, uh, like I said, now, Bisquick, if you want to sponsor us, I will change my tune. I will make sure that I sing your praises. But until then, like I said, you can do without Bisquick. So. Uh, Bisquick. Uh, Dot and I still love you. <laughs> uh, if you're new to the show, uh, well, if you've been listening to podcasts and started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and make it a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the first two episodes of the fifth season of Fargo on FX and Hulu. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. does not matter which level you sign up for. As low as the $3 level, as high as the $20 level, all four levels do get you the show ad-free. Now, there is additional bonus content as well. So, for example, if you'd like to hear our top tw- our top 10 episodes of 2023 early, because we're going to release those a little bit later on in the year, but we've already recorded it, uh, you can go ahead and uh, go to Patreon, sign up, and you can listen to those right now uh but uh so like i said if you want to be a little bit higher there's some additional bonus content out there for you as well if you can't be a patron though you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple Podcasts. we would love it if you went to both of those platforms and left us a five-star rating and if you had time, we'd love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you would like to interact with the show in any shape, form, or fashion, you can do so by sending us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love for you to send us any uh, thoughts, any questions, any comments you might have, any suggestions for things you'd like us to cover. We'd love to hear all those, so just go to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. All right, so as I said earlier, this is the beginning of Season 5 of Fargo. We covered the first season. We had planned to cover the second season, but we just never got around to it. Um, Waiting for uh, this fifth season to eventually get here. Just remind people real quick, if they didn't listen to our first uh, coverage of the first season, what what you thought of Fargo coming into this. Uh, Love, love Fargo. Uh, The first two seasons are two of the best seasons in TV history. I would put them up against anyone. They are just phenomenal. Season three is good. Season four, I thought, just didn't work. There was too much going on, and uh, it was kind of disappointing. But I will tell you, I'm really feeling good about season five. Yeah, uh, I have not seen past season two. I had never seen Fargo before. 
uh, before this year. I'd heard it's a show I'd heard about. Uh, it's been around since 2014. It's a show that I'd heard about, but I wasn't really familiar with. Uh, I hadn't seen it, hadn't watched it. And uh, one of our patrons, Nate, uh, he recommended because we there was a moment in this uh, year where we were struggling to find things to cover simply because of all the strikes that were going on. And he mentioned, you know, why don't you cover uh, Fargo in preparation for season five? So I watched season one, watched season two. We covered season one. Uh, then my wife had some health issues and we had to kind of put the podcast on the back burner for a little bit. Uh, we just never got around to doing season two. But season one and season two are phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And one of the great things about this show is it's an anthology show. So if you haven't seen the previous seasons, you can watch season five, which yeah. is perfectly fine. Now, will there be things in this that will probably pay off for people who have seen the previous seasons? Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the for the most part, you, you're perfectly fine not having seen... Um, having seen the previous seasons. So, like I said, I've seen the first two, but I have not seen seasons three and seasons four. And you're not the only person I've heard say that, th- say that same thing about season four, that season four is not that great. I've, a lot yeah. from what I've done, some of the research I've done, uh, people have said that it's, it's just not quite as good. Now, I'm with yeah. you about this season as well. So far, what we've gotten... It's phenomenal so far. Yes, yes. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about this. Just give your overall thoughts on what uh, what really worked for you here in season It was five. like Noah Hawley said, let me look at some of the most popular shows in the last few years, and let's grab everyone's favorite character and <laughs> add them into a yeah. season of Fargo. Because you have Juno Temple that everyone right. loved. We have Joe Keery that everyone loved from Stranger Things. Right. Lamore Morris from The New Girl. I haven't watched Never Have I Ever on Netflix, but it's a very popular show. And Richa Morjani is one of the stars right, of that. Uh, we've got John Hamm, Lucas Gage from White Lotus. Yeah. And you, you know, it's just a killer cast. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, who's been around forever. I love Dave, Dave Foley. Foley. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great cast. And let me throw out Jenner, Juno Temple, man. I was. It's like Juno Temple is going to play someone from Minnesota, and she, she killed has it, yeah. killed it as that. I I buy her as someone from Minnesota. Yeah, I, she really is. She's really good at this. Like, uh, so my general thoughts are pretty much the same as yours. I mean, they've got such great characters in this, and that was a legacy of the first two seasons. Is mm-hmm. they brought in a stellar cast, and they brought in people who could just absolutely nail their parts, and that's what they've done with uh, these first two seasons. And they and they mix in a couple of people that just aren't really that well known. Uh, they mix them in pretty well as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they do a good job of that. Like for example, I don't know Sam Spruell who plays Old Munch in this. I have no idea who. Man, he is. I, yeah, I, I looked at his. I don't think I had seen him in anything, but man, he's he is frightening. He is frightening. And, and He's terrifying. And we'll yeah, talk and, about him in a second, but yeah. And Wayne, I thought was really good. Uh, who's Wayne? Who's Wayne? Wayne, Wayne? Wayne is uh, Dot's. Uh, oh, here's, uh, Dot's yeah, husband. husband. Yeah, Dot's David Rizdal. Yeah, David Rizdal or Rizdal. We, we kind of debated about how to pronounce that, and we weren't yeah. really sure. But, uh, but yeah, this is just an absolutely phenomenal cast. It's it follows. Look. If you if you this is your first time to watch Fargo if you're if you're just now if you haven't seen the previous four seasons the one thing that the first two seasons I'm sure the third and fourth do this as well but they it's an anthology series so it has kind of a template that they follow and one of the and the template is 
a person kind of like in just like the weirdest of circumstances gets caught up into something a lot bigger than themselves. And that's exactly what they're doing again here. Yeah. And, and that's what the original movie was like. Right. As well. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen the film. Uh, one of these days I plan to go back and watch. It. I just haven't had a chance to. So, so um, on HBO max for everyone who needs to watch it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I do want to go back and watch it at some point, but, um, but yeah, so like what's interesting, what I found really interesting about this, like, because when this, when it first gets started, like the first two seasons, it takes a little bit of time for them to like set up, th- yeah, to set up yeah. the season. This one, like they're jumping straight into like there's a brawl at a school board meeting. Like <laughs> I know, <laughs> like it doesn't waste any time this season. They get straight. And you to had it. to really pay attention because I was like, what is Juno Temple doing? Right. Yeah. And then you realize, like you know, she really didn't do anything wrong. She just happened to get tapped on the shoulder and was scared for her life. Right. For was protecting her child. And again, and that kind of goes into what the first couple of seasons of Fargo and what they do in general, somebody does something, an accident happens, something yeah. happens that kind of goes beyond their control. For example, in, in the first season, uh, uh, what's his name? Lester, uh, Martin Freeman. Lester Nygaard. Yeah. Lester Nygaard played by Martin Freeman. Uh, just, he just loses his cool and ends up accidentally killing his wife. Uh, and that kind of sets off the events of yeah. the entire first season. Uh, second season, uh, Kirsten Dunst's Peggy. character, Peggy, just accidentally, you know, runs over uh, uh, a son of the local mafia. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's just and, kind of where things devolve from. And, and Juno Temple's dot is like Peggy from season two if Peggy was John Wick. Yes, exactly. Uh, and like I said, it's just a really, really fascinating way that they set this thing up because. Yeah. You can tell there's something like when she tases that uh, that police officer because she just was trying to protect herself and her daughter. And one of the things I like about that is this show is they are doing they do stuff where they capture moments in the time period. This is the most recent yeah. she- season, uh, the most recent time period they've done. This is closest to actual because um, this takes place in 2019. Uh, but look, school board meetings devolve into this. Not a lot, but it does happen. I mean. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Like I said, it's not like like every time you go to a school board meeting, you expect an all-out brawl to take place. But it happens a lot more than it ever probably should and or ever would have, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So there's this huge brawl. Like, we don't even know what they were discussing. At least I don't remember them saying that they were discussing. <laughs> no, that's what makes it so funny. Uh, so, like, whatever it was set a whole bunch of people off. Wasn't it? It was a fall festival. Like, what yeah, brought right. that yeah. on? Who knows? There's like, no... was, it like a, was it the Halloween thing went too far? Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. But, uh, like, so they're capturing this this thing that is very very present and very real in today's society they're they're bringing that in and they're pulling it into the to the television show and when juno temple's uh dot gets arrested she's being processed at the local police station and the moment she asks you know will these things go into the database i was like okay there's something yeah. else about her and that was the first that was the first little light bulb that goes off that there's going to be something else but, but there's something bubbling beneath the surface of this character, yeah. and that was my first. Uh, that was my first clue. What do you think? Yeah, same thing. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see where this is going. <laughs> now, I I came into this with no expectation. I had not seen a single trailer. I had not seen a single advertisement for it at all. So I had no idea, you know, what the setting was. I I read the like the cast list. I saw that you know Joe Keery is going to be in it. I saw uh, yeah. Juno Temple. I didn't know who like the main characters were going to be. I figured I figured that uh, uh John Hamm would be the villain, which you know yeah. that just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he is. But 
did you watch anything? For, did you have any expectations? I into this? watched the trailer. I knew that John Hamm and Joe Keery were father and son, but they did not give away. I don't the t- trailer I saw that Dot had anything to do with Roy. Right. So, like I said, I I, I didn't know exactly what they were going with. Obviously. You know, when they process, they do some flashbacks where she sees, like, she's seeing uh, John Hamm's character. I didn't know what that meant, but obviously, we yeah. find out real quick that she's hiding from him and that she's terrified of him. We don't really know why. We find out later on in episode two, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But um, uh, this first episode does a really good job of just. It's, it's the one thing that's a little bit different is they really have to get you associated with who Dot is and just what she's capable of, whereas yeah, that's yeah. not necessarily the case in, at least in those first two seasons. Uh, right. They've really got to get you familiar. they got to familiarize you with who she is and what she's what she's capable of doing. And this first episode is all about that, and I thought it was yeah. phenomenal. What do you think? Yeah, I thought so, too, because it felt like all along, it, it, even when they were meeting with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and the family, Lorraine, right. Uh, lion, like you felt like she's hiding something oh, yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it really does. And uh, give Jennifer Jason Lee credit. I haven't seen her in a long time, uh, but she as Lorraine as this just conniving. You know what? Uh, yeah, and all and the voice, man, it's all over the place. It's like uh, Audrey Hepburn. Uh, right. I mean, our Elizabeth. Uh, what was that like his name? Like Joan Crawford, but right. also a little Southern mixed in? Yeah, a little Southern mixed in or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but she's just absolutely fantastic. Her attorney, David Foley, Catherine plays... Catherine Hepburn. Is Catherine Hepburn, yeah. Catherine Hep- not Audrey Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Uh, but David Foley is, is in this as well. He with, plays her attorney. With an eye patch. With uh, an eye patch, yes. Let's find out why he is an eye patch. I'm sure we will. I'm sure they will tell us, uh, but I could be totally wrong. They just leave it as a mystery, uh, but I who knows? But yeah, David Foley's great, and I, it felt like something like from Kids in the Hall. Like I don't know if he ever wore an yeah. eye patch in Kids in the Hall, but it felt like yeah, something from oh, there. Sure um, but he is fantastic as the attorney, uh, and we'll talk more about that in, in episode two because he has a little bit bigger role in episode two. But uh, so, like I said, I love this Christmas picture that they're doing, this Christmas card picture, because yeah. it is a thing that people do today. Like, oh, the, like yeah, yeah. gun fanatics, and if you're a gun fanatic, great for you. I just don't understand why you would have a picture with you and your guns. I, it, it doesn't make yeah. a lick of sense to me, but the fact that they're actually getting this part, this thing that is, that is very real in time, uh, like... And it feels like this is kind of like the thing they're going to be tackling is like this fascination yeah. with I have my rights and I will kill people for right. my rights. That's kind well, of- I, I grew I grew up around as someone who my father collected guns, hunted like we had guns. Right. Mm-hmm. We were told to respect them, to keep them up. Right. You would have never taken a picture like that. Never it's bizarre. A Christmas picture with them? No. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that was like people. Like you're not supposed to point them anywhere. You're supposed to put them in the in the closet. I mean, to keep them locked up. Right. Uh, like I said, just a fantastic little scene there. But uh, yeah, it really was funny. But basically, you know, they're dealing with the fallout of this. Uh, Wayne Lyon, her husband, played by David uh, Rizdal or Rizdal. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it. But Wayne, you know, obviously he is he his his mother is an important person. She owns like one of the largest debt collections, the Queen of Debt, as they as she is referred to in this. It, it's kind of felt like she was in politics too. Yeah, and I think she was. I think she is in politics, and so uh, you know he's all about image and trying his best to you know make his mother happy because he's very much you know just at the mercy of his mother. Uh, just yeah. A mama's boy, to, to say the least, doesn't want to do anything to upset his mother. Uh, but 
he is struggling with this because his wife has been arrested for attacking a police officer, and it's very apparent that they come from the side of the political spectrum that you know you don't attack a police officer. Uh, right, right. Like that's the one to be completely you know a, a serious no no in and that particular portion of, of the political spectrum. But what's great is when they get into this and they introduce the two uh, kidnappers, uh, Sam Spurrell, who plays Old Munch. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, oh, man. You know what? I need to look that up because he was only in episode one. Yeah, he's only in episode one. I can't find him in on the... Uh, I can't find him on... Was he, was he Donnie? He may have been Donnie. Where's Donnie? I uh, think it was Donnie. I bet it's Devin Bostic is Donnie. Yeah, I think you're right. That's got to be who it is. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> him. Because uh, he's got a beard and it makes it a little harder yeah. to, to figure out. But uh, but what's great about this, like Sam Spruill is the one we see first. And yeah, the, his introduction is just terrifying because he has his face covered, but it's not like the ski mask that Donnie has on. It's right. this just got two holes cut out. It looks like he's a monster out of a horror film. Yeah, it does. It was absolutely... like My skin started crawling when that guy was coming in. Let me tell you, I watched Fargo the movie. That exact scene is taken from it. Oh, is it really? Yeah, when they kidnap William H. Macy's wife, which is the big plot of the movie, it is the exact same... She's watching the same show. Oh, really? Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, so she's watching the same show. Then they're doing the same thing. She ends up tumbling down the steps. Oh, wow. It's not exact... So there's a lot taken. I had no idea how much was taken from you know from that right. scene was from the movie. Oh wow! Uh, I, I have not seen it. I, I didn't. I didn't realize right. that. But yeah, it was. Like I said it was really creepy. Really just terrifying to, to watch that. But what they also do with this is they show us because you just assume that June Temple is about to get, get kidnapped and mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen, and she does get kidnapped. There's the, the, there's no question about that. But she shows just how. A formidable of an opponent she is. Uh, she, how she puts up she a hell of a fight. She does. She puts up quite a fight in this. So uh, she runs upstairs. Uh, she leaves her yarn behind. That's kind of how they track her. But she's incredibly resourceful. So she has a lighter and she has the hairspray. She lights the guy's head on fire, Donnie's head, um, and burns him up really badly. Uh, she ends up tumbling down the stairs. And when my old Munch comes up to like kind of poke at her and uh kick at her she slices his ear with uh, a skate that was just laying around the house oh my god uh and he starts bleeding all over the place uh and they eventually do catch her but like i said she goes with this uh, with the series fight and uh obviously later on in the episode devin bostick's character donnie uh, he ends up dying later on but they're obviously doing something with with sam Sproul's character old munch they're it feels like they're trying to give us the vibes of, of uh, what's his name from the first episode? Billy Bob Thornton's character. Um, oh, uh, yeah. What was it? Was it Lars? No, that doesn't sound right. I'll uh, look it up while we're talking. But yeah, uh, they're really trying to, it feels like they're really trying to make us think of him. Uh, it really also feels like they're trying to make us think of what's his name from, uh, no country from old man. Uh, uh, Anton Chagrin, yeah, Anton, which is a Coen Brothers, yeah, which is a Coen you know. Brothers film, like I said. So that Lauren Malvo, Lauren, Lauren Malvo, that's right. Uh, maybe it was began with an L. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, but it really feels like they're making some callbacks to him with this character. Yeah, I definitely. 
definitely feels like Anton Chagrin for sure. And you know, uh, I could see the the Lord Malvo because he was such a a great killer. Yes, he was. He was he was a fantastic killer. Just kind of like this cold one, like you said, when he when he refers himself as a nihilist. If you don't know what a nihilist is, basically they don't believe in anything. Uh, they don't believe in yeah. Any and that was in, that's from uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, is that from the Big you Lebowski? Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you've never seen the Big Lebowski. I have not. Mm. Good lord. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like I said, it's it's just an it's an impressive character, and like I said, I feel like they're going to get do some interesting things with this. Uh, but it's so basically, they're should they kidnap her? They take her. Uh, Wayne is freaking out because his wife has obviously been taken, uh, and he goes to the police department. And Richem uh, Morjani, who arrested, was the person who arrested her at the school board meeting. She's now investigating her disappearance. Uh, so, like I said, there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of irony there. The fact that she's yeah. uh, the person who arrested her is now investigating her disappearance. Uh, and look, she's great in this. Uh, again, she's really good. I, it feels like they're doing the same thing that did the, where they're uh, making us think of that uh, the police officer from the first first season. Uh, right. I feel like they're really kind of doing the callbacks with her. Uh, I'll be interested to see what sh- how big of a role she plays in this and what uh, she it does. It feels like she's going to play a big role. It really does. And one of the things that felt that was interesting about season one is you know the character that we're introduced to the first character had there's such a change in the way that we view that character mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to do that with dot uh but like there's a lot of characters when you're watching the show at least those first two seasons you really feel confident they're going to die oh yeah gator a hundred percent is gonna have a horrible death yes I, I'm I'm worried about Wayne making it much longer. Yeah, I'm a little worried about him. Uh, Juno, I don't really know how they're going to like go what they're going to do with her character because yeah. she's she's obviously trying to make people think that she doesn't she's not actually kidnapped. Uh, so I don't really right. know. I don't know how they're going to like play her character out. But she's one of the more fascinating like uh, protagonists of of the show so far because. She's obviously very skilled at like taking care of herself, and that yeah. wasn't the case with those first two seasons. I don't know about seasons three and seasons four, but the people yeah, were- season three, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the, it's, and she's like a badass. Okay, so she's a little bit more in line with with that particular uh, yeah. character. So, like I said, I'll, I'll be really interested to see what they do with this, but. Uh, you know, I didn't expect this thing to to turn into like uh, R-rated Home Alone, but that's kind of I what know. it turns into. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and I love the scene where where uh, Don and the daughter Scotty are coming up with her, and the husband's like, "Do we really need these things?" Yeah, that's in episode two, so we're going to get into that. But oh, okay. well, but yeah. in, but the gas station, you know, she's she's putting the ice oh, out, yeah. and she's doing yeah. all this type of stuff. Uh, so she, I was like, "What was she doing with the ice?" And it worked out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. So, like I said, she knows exactly what she's doing, and it's just her character is absolutely phenomenal uh yeah. juno temple fantastic like this is such a departure from what she played in ted lasso I know. uh like i said so uh, it's really impressive. and we kind of felt like she was wasted the last season of ted yeah, she, lasso. Was. Well, she is not wasted here no she's not wasted at all in this uh it's just absolutely fantastic like i said the the gas the, the scene at the gas station at the end of episode one uh is just Great, yeah. because like so there's so yeah, much. We need suspense. to shout out Lamore Morris as the uh, as the North Dakota State Trooper. Yeah, he plays Whitfar, uh, and yeah. he's obviously. Gonna did have you a- watch? Did you watch uh, New Girl? I have not seen New Girl now. Mm. Oh man, dude, dude, 
He is one of the greatest. Winston Bishop from New Girl is one of the greatest characters of all time. Yeah, I'm saying. Like, you see gifs of him all the time. He is really funny. But yeah, uh, he, he's great, and he's obviously going to have a bigger role in this uh, because yeah. the, they're trying to track down, they're trying to put the pieces together to make sure that they understand that you know she was the woman at that yeah. gas station, and because she because she escapes, and when she escapes, she doesn't wait around for the police because uh, she obviously knows who sent these people to yeah. to come and find oh, her. Yeah. But she goes back to home, and she basically tra- tells her husband, you know, I just had a bad day, had a freak out. Uh, that's all this yeah. was. It wasn't. It wasn't need some alone time. Need some alone time. And that's kind of where and that's basically kind of where episode one ends and it takes us into episode two so anything else you want to say about episode one before you talk about episode two i like you said that shootout at the end of episode one man that was just i didn't know where it was going and it was i was on the edge of my seat yeah it was great so uh, all right let's go ahead and uh take a break real quick and then we will talk about episode two All right, so episode two is where I think they really start to develop the story. So we yeah. get the introduction of we get the introduction of Dot because she is our our protagonist, and we've seen a little bit about uh, John Ham's character. John Ham's character is uh, Roy Tillman. Uh, what's his first name again? Roy Tillman. Roy Tillman. That's right. Uh, I couldn't remember his first name, but. Look, he's played by look. John Hamm is great in just about everything that he does, Uh, and he does this slimy sleazeball character just as well. So good at playing a villain. Yes, he really is. He's just fantastic in it. Uh, And they're basically setting us up. They're giving us the backstory between these two characters, why Roy and Dot have history, and we don't know when Old Munch comes and shows up at at his home and explains why she got gets away and he asks well, why do you want her so bad and she says well that's my wife uh but the introduction of roy is great because he's the sheriff and they're at this diner and he's talking to this married couple and like you kind of like him but you kind of hate him all at the same time because this yeah, guy yeah. is this couple it's obvious that the, the 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 husband of this couple has been you know abusing his wife it's right. it's clear and he's doing horrible things to this guy, and <laughs> yeah. like you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm for that. You know, I don't mind you like being a, awful to this guy because he's a, a wife beater. I, I don't have a problem with that, but sure. you know that there's probably more to it because the fact this sheriff is just doing this in plain sight in front of everybody. Yeah, and also he insinuates the wife needs to take care of her husband yes. when she gets home. It was so yeah. he has some very. Some very sexually explicit yeah. instruction. Yeah, and basically, you know, he should. Well, he's got some like he has very antiquated ideas about you right, know, right, uh, right. husbands and wives and their roles and what they should, how they should treat each other, and all this type of stuff. So, yeah. um, like I said, he's obviously a jerk. You obviously hate him, but he, there's a part of you that's uh, they kind of want you to like him a little bit because he's helping out one people, but one right. one person, but he's. Not you can tell yeah. he's a sleazeball, and, and he very oh, much yeah. is a sleazeball. Uh, but this is when we're also introduced to his son, played by Joe Keery, uh, who plays Gator Tillman. And look, he, we kind of thought when we first meet Joe Keery in uh, Stranger Things, you kind of hate him, you kind of don't like him, yeah. but then they change his character around and he just you all of a sudden he becomes one of your favorites. It's kind of nice to get Joe Keery back as this jerk, it really kind of yeah, is. Yeah. And who would have thought a guy from Massachusetts would have Deputy Sheriff Redneck down <laughs> yes, so perfectly? Exactly. Because <laughs> he's got it down. 
he got an odd no Joe Carey's character. Oh, well, I've, I've seen numbers of Joe Carey's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there's the a number of Gator Tillman's, yes. Uh, we've yeah, seen there, a lot of them. There's so many Gator Tillman's in the South. <laughs> I was like, how is he pulling this off? Is he from Alabama or Mississippi? What? I know. He, he's doing a great job of that. Uh, he does. And, and I, we, we talked uh, a lot about Joe Carey. Uh, we both love him when we saw Stranger Things. And Free Guy, which Free he was guy, so yeah. good at. It was out, out of nowhere. He is a really good actor. Th- this should help his career even more. This is a guy that I, I think we're going to have a lot of Joe Carey in our life. And I'm so glad they brought him along because he is so good as Gator. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the horrific way he dies because you know. Oh, yeah. When a guy's calling everyone numb nuts and stuff yes. like he is, he's, he's going to die horribly. Yeah, it's just only a matter of, of time and how is he going to actually die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels pretty obvious that he's going to suffer a pretty awful death. So, uh, But they also, what's great about this is, one, they give us the backstory behind Roy and uh, Dot. So we, we understand that they are husband and wife and that Dot obviously escaped because it's apparent that Roy feels like there are times when it's okay to hit your wife if she's not doing what she's yeah. supposed to, but if she's doing what she's supposed to, you should leave her alone. And so he's obviously hit her and abused her at times. Uh, but we're oh, also, uh, is Scotty the daughter of Roy? Yeah, I'm that's really, that. yeah, that's another thing that you have to kind of wonder if Scotty's actually his daughter or if it's Wayne's daughter. Because mm-hmm. Scotty had no problem picking up that gun <laughs> and also doing getting ready for the violence. That was like, oh, this is Roy's daughter. Yes. Because uh, uh, Baker also made sure it's like that daughter's about nine years old. Yeah. He made sure to mention that. Yeah, he did. He made sure to mention about what about what age she was. Because that was another thing that I noticed. Like, yeah, they're they're doing a, they're going out of their way to make sure that they understand that yeah. she could have been born after they split. So yeah. Uh, but one other thing that does it just this goes into further gives us an idea of just how dangerous old Munch is. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, you know, he's basically being taken to this section of the, the property to be killed, and he just absolutely gets the drop on, on Gator, uh, ends up, like, just embarrassing him, killing a couple of uh, yeah. Roy's men, and he takes off, and you know that this is going to be, he's going to be somebody to be reckoned with. This is another thing that is so great about uh about Fargo, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a trope that they use, this just impossible like insanely talented hitman uh that is yeah. present even though it may not be the main villain uh he was in the first season with lauren malvo but in the second season you had uh what the, i don't remember the guy who uh the uh, african-american guy who was the main uh the the well bokeem woodbine and zane mclaren yes, was yeah the, yeah so that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, but he likes it, not necessarily the main antagonist of that season, but nevertheless, yeah. somebody that was well, skilled you, and he had to deal with. Yeah. Well, you know, when Dot didn't shoot him when he was laying there, that he is going to be an issue the rest of the season. Yes. And it's doesn't, I, I don't know that it's going to be an issue for Dot. It's still like it's just going to be an issue for Roy and for Gator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wants more money for taking, for trying to take out Dot, and they didn't give him his money, and yeah. they tried and she, to kill him. They didn't, they didn't warn her, they didn't warn him she's a tiger. Yes. That, that was his big thing. You, know, you didn't tell me that she's a tiger. And, you know, Gator is just like, you know, she, she, how come you couldn't handle this little woman? And She's 100 pounds soaking like, wet. Like, part of me thinks that's the reason why I, why I think that Gator's going to end up getting killed by Dodd because he's so, like, yeah. she's just 100 pounds mm-hmm. soaking wet. How come you yeah. couldn't handle her? And, like, it's going to be her that ends up killing him. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, 
but this also when we go back when we get back to uh dot's home uh the police are questioning her because they say you know we found different people's blood in uh the house this is where uh richard morjani's uh indira um the police deputy uh um indira comes in she's questioning it she's not she's like you know what i'm not really buying this uh i just freaked out for a day she's not buying that entire story and then as soon as she leaves uh, she starts home alone the house. Uh, she starts yeah. she starts putting out traps and booby traps and all this type of stuff. Uh, and her daughter is helping her with all of this. Uh, like I said, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I, I'm really interested to see yeah. how they if they actually do this. Uh, and they didn't in this episode, but it feels like they will eventually at some point go through uh, the booby traps. What do you think? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, we have to be seeing a Home Alone scene yes. at some point. <laughs> uh, and I hope it's not how Wayne gets killed. Yes, I hope not too. So, uh, But Jennifer Jackson Lee's character, Lorraine, she's not buying this. She thinks that she's in cahoots. She thinks that is in cahoots with her kidnappers as a way to extort money from them. Uh, so she's not buying any of this. Uh, and she confronts her, basically. She and her attorney, uh, what is uh, his name? I forget. Uh, Danish. Danish Graves. Yeah, yeah. They they come to her home to confront her. And this is when they get their first, well, at least this is when Lorraine gets her first taste of just who Dot really is. Because she basically tells her, uh, you're going to go away. You're going to leave. We're never going to see you again. And maybe I'll do something to help you. Maybe not. Uh, she basically threatens her. And then Dot reveals just who she is and just threatens her to within an inch of her life and like if you if you're coming at me you won't live basically yeah and and i thought lorraine gave her a look like oh i got a little respect for you you're you're a tougher foe than i realized yeah there was a little bit of that yeah i kind of got that feeling as well there was also a little bit of fear in her as well like i'm really Mm -hmm. not sure what to do about this like is this woman actually going to kill me right now i'm not really 100 percent positive about that uh, but it also leads to the next scene where the next scene with Lorraine anyway, uh, where Danish played by Dave Foley is at the car dealership that Wayne owns and she's talking to, uh, her, her and her son are talking on the phone and she tells Danish to slap him. Uh, and he does, he just reaches across. He says, oh, as man, my, that was so funny. As my attorney, I give you the power to smack him or whatever it was that she said. I yeah. can't remember exactly what it was, but, uh, just an absolutely great scene there. Uh, but we also learned a little bit more about Roy. So the FBI show up to his compound and he is bathing, I guess, in a, a homemade spa or sauna or something. <laughs> I don't really know what it was. His, mo- his moist repose. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the FBI show up because they want to know why they're not, he's not enforcing the laws. And this is when we get into like what I think is going to kind of like be the larger overarching ep- theme of this yeah. thing is just this whole idea of, you know, I live in a free country. I live, the constitution says this and I should be able to do whatever I want. And, you know, he says he is the law of the land. And so whatever laws he wants, those are the ones that he's going to enforce. Uh, you know, and if you really wanted to, you could, you could really, there's like some things that he says in this that you could thought like say, you know, there's maybe he has a point here, but it's this whole idea that he just takes it too far. That's what, right. that's this whole idea of, you know, yes, well, we have freedom, but you know, yeah. 
we have laws as well that have to like have restrictions on these things and things like that. And he doesn't seem to believe any of that. I grew up, and I'm not going to say where in case someone of uh, this person's relatives just happened to be <laughs> listening. We had a sheriff like this who was sheriff for about 40 years. Right. And there were always rumors of him doing things like he did to the domestic abuser. He was also known for taking out drug dealers, also supposedly the biggest drug dealer in the, oh, wow. in the area, you know, but like had law in his own hands. Now, granted, uh, he ended up, I believe, also getting caught by the FBI cooking the books, and, oh, wow. you know, selling things that he should have been. But, you know, different and very popular because if you looked at crime statistics right we always doing very well right so uh like i said this, it's this idea that kind of floats around yeah. uh that you know some people believe you know like and he's very popular and just kind of like you said yeah, yeah. In, in where you grew up that guy was very popular as well so yeah. you know people may feel protected but like if you cross him or if you do something like who's going to who's going to protect you from him if you just right. do something I, just to upset right. him that's and that's yeah. the issue that's the problem yeah yeah so and that's kind of the the problem that you have with this type of uh mentality. Also, i did not see the nipple rings coming i him. did not either i did not see those coming at all uh but nevertheless he's got these two huge yeah. nipple rings that are like you just can't help but stare at when yeah. when uh, you see him and it's just something yeah. to behold to say the and least it, it was interesting I expected more of the Smokey and the Bandit, uh, where like the the sheriff Buford T. Justice thinks his you know deputy son's an idiot, which right. he was. Yes, he was. He, Roy and Gator don't have that relationship. No, so they don't. Far. Not so far. I don't think that they're going down that road because I think that would be too easy. Yeah. And this show doesn't do yeah. that easy. It right, it, it right, really right. does not. Uh, it does have some tropes. Don't get me wrong, but it's. Yeah. It, that is an easy story to, to tell. Right. You know, the, the sheriff dad with the idiot husband and the sheriff dad just constantly, like, hitting him and smacking him and yeah. telling him how big of an idiot he is all the time. Because uh, I don't think he thinks of his son that way because his son does what he wants him to. Uh, right, right, right. And his son, and look, they're tracking, they have tracked down where Dot is. They've, uh, they know where he is. They know where she is. And he shows, and Gator shows up at uh, Deputy uh, Farr's hotel, uh, not hotel, hospital room. Uh, and he wants to know, you know, who was this? And then, like, he ends up, like, deleting the picture off of. Uh, Which was actually smart. Yeah, it was. So it's like I said. He also, he also has one of the best lines. I'm not in the service industry. Yes. I'm in the kicking ass and taking names industry. <laughs> yes. And then he immediately vapes. <laughs> then he immediately vapes. Yeah. And Deputy Farr just kind of looks at him like, oh my gosh, he's one of these guys. Uh, like, he just immediately knows just what he is. And right. he's he already has him pegged. So, uh, God bless. God bless you, Joe Keery. <laughs> right. uh, Gator is going to be fun to watch. Gator's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch get killed, too. So <laughs> whenever yes. he does get killed. Because uh, what does he say? He's like, uh, oh, God, he's a big word. But it was like how he, he got over her on, uh, like he was impressing her. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Oh, they said what did he say? Yeah, yeah. But it was funny. It was funny. I don't, like that. I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, you're correct about that. Uh but it ends with like so they're going through town and like they go back uh oh it's flummoxed flummoxed yes flummoxed yeah uh but gator and whoever he's with whatever uh patrolman that uh roy has sent to help him uh they end up back at the gas station where this where the original fight took place they're getting gas and joe Keery's character gator goes in to get some snacks and stuff 
and the other guy gets attacked by Munch, uh, and he ends up getting killed, and he puts a sign on there. I don't was it like, pay me, or you owe yeah, yeah, me, yeah, or you something? You owe me. You yeah, owe me. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, he's telling them, you're, you're going to be haunted because you didn't give me what I asked for, and you didn't do what I asked you to do. Uh, and so, it sets up this really interesting dynamic of Gator and Roy are going to be trying to hunt down Dot, but while Dot's being hunted down, uh, you've got Munch who's going to be trying to be hunting down Gator and, yeah. and Roy. Uh, so, like I said, it sets up this really interesting dynamic, and you've got... Uh, Police Deputy Indira, played by Richard Mojani. She's going to kind of be caught in the middle of all of this. I would uh, say Dave Foley is probably going to be, because he's looking more into the situation as well. Yeah, that's true, because he's going to be he's going to be looking into it as well. So, like I said, it's really, I don't know how they're going to play this out. And look, if you've yeah. watched like the coming up in this season of, of Fargo, if you watch that part of it, it looks like they're just going to be doing some insane stuff throughout the course of, yeah, yeah, of this yeah. season. I mean, they're, they're bringing like military type uh, vehicles. Uh, you've right. got Deputy Farr, who's like going to be like in like uh, uh, what's the word SWAT team gear at some point. Yeah. I mean, so like I said, I, it's it, they looks like they're really going to be doing some some crazy stuff in this season. I, I just can't wait to see uh, what all they uh, do with it. So I, I can't wait. And let's mention real quick uh, Lucas Gage as Andrea's. Oh, yes. uh, Husband, who appears to be some kind of uh, minor league golf professional, although yes. he finished second at Hilton Head, which is a legitimate <laughs> it, tournament. It's a legitimate tournament. Yeah, when he said Hilton yeah, Head, it's so like, oh yeah, he would have made enough money to for the whole year on that. That would have been like a several hundred thousand dollar purse. Yeah, I don't know. now you now I got to find out what the what the purse is on that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they should have said like a legit tournament. But like <laughs> I, you know, Lucas Cage, we've seen him in several things. He's always good. But like him playing like just some loser like guys pretending he's a golf uh, pro should be fun to watch. Yeah, because okay, so the. The name of that PGA Tour event, look, my son probably could have, if I had him on, he would have, could have given me all this because he's a golfer. Uh, but the event is the Harbor Town Golf Links in Hilton Held Island. What is, uh, what is that payout? Okay, it's the RBC Heritage. Uh, it is a $20 million total, per, $20 million total purse. First place gets $3.6 million. Uh, I'm looking for second place. I don't see them having the breakdown. So oh, probably second place would have gotten $2 million, it looks like. Yeah, so, so obviously they shouldn't have used the word Hilton Head because... Yeah. <laughs> Because he would he, be doing well. He would he would be doing well unless they just like spin it all on something else. I mean, but uh, or please, this, this please is, God let him have a jet ski and all this other stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, so, uh, my, that's my hope, anyways. But we'll see. I'm sure they're going to uh, flesh out his character a little bit more because he, yeah, he's. I'm interested to see what he's up to because he's really good. He, if you've yeah, he is. If you've seen him in anything, you know who his character is, and you're you're really familiar with him, and he's really good. So uh, I can't wait to see what they do, how they flesh that character out. So. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about episode two before we do our uh, work for this one? I like this. The the music I thought was pretty good. They were using yeah. music from like the 70s. Yes, so I thought that was cool. Like Rush and stuff like that. So uh, I thought that was good. And like I said, uh, we had the Nihilus thing from yeah. uh, Big Lebowski. When we also had the first, the, the scene uh, at the attack of the house was straight from the Fargo movie. Yeah. Like I said, I, I haven't seen it, but uh, I hope to watch it one yeah. of these days. So. All right, then shall we do our awards? Let's do it. 
All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a television show, we give out three weekly awards. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister. The MVP for the week, who is your Tyrion Lannister for the first two episodes? Uh, it's got to be Juno Temple. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Juno Temple. She's great as Dot. Like I said, yeah, she's really good. I didn't know if she. I didn't know what her role was going to be in this. Uh, but when I realized yeah. that she was going to be our our main protagonist, I was like, oh, this is great, and she's fantastic yeah. in this role. Uh, yeah, really, really. Now, good. if we're doing week to week, I feel like Gator has an episode in him and Dreham oh, yeah. as well, and probably the more Morris. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but Juno yeah. Temple was incredible these first two episodes yeah i'm with you there's gonna be some other people who are gonna have some standout episodes as well uh, yeah. but she's great in these first two uh, if you were to break up into season episode one and episode two i mean it'd probably uh juno temple in episode one and john hammond episode two yeah so. I, I agree all right the agatha all along the best scene of the week what'd you go with shoot out at the convenience store yeah, that was that just one. wild it really was it was great it was wonderful <laughs> so uh, i'm with you on yeah. that uh the if you come with the king you best not miss your best line of the week it came from the convenience store at the end where Doctor uh, Deputy Farr said, "Where did you learn to do all this?" And Dot says, "It's not my first getaway." <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. I went with the scene where she's talking to her mother-in-law at the table, where she says, "Listen, you know what? I've climbed through six kinds of hell to get where yeah. I am, and no Ivy League royal wannabe is going to run me off just because she doesn't like the way I smell. If you want to tussle with me, you better sleep with both eyes open because nobody takes what is mine and lives. And then she just asks yeah. her, like, then she goes back into mama and like, eh, we'll see you on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was great. Yeah. Also, I would mention, like, you didn't mention she's a tiger. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Also, I am the law of the land. Yeah, that, that was a good one as well. Uh, Does my discussing matters of state and my moist repose <laughs> bother you? Yeah. That's, and then also, as we mentioned, Gators, I'm not in the service industry. <laughs> I'm in the kick-and-ass and taking names industry. Yes. Uh, like I said, a lot of good lines in this one. Absolutely fantastic. A, a this is going to be a fun season. It really is. It, it feels like it's going to be a, an absolutely great season. So, All right, rating time. I'm here on the main attraction podcast. Uh, 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 I'm already thinking about it. I'm going back and forth. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the top of our list is a uh, succession. Beneath the succession is a lost. Middle of the road forest is a friends. Beneath the friends is a full house. And bottom of the barrel forest is a Baywatch. What are you rating these first two seasons of season five? I got man. I got to go with succession. Yeah. These were just so much fun. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a little hesitant because the last season was not that good. It was man. It probably was a friends, but man, th- these were, I, I just was loving every minute of these first two episodes. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. This was a succession. It feels, it was a great setup for uh, the rest of the season yeah. to come. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't know what they're going to do, but it was sounds, it feels like it's going to be a lot of fun uh, yeah. getting to the end of this thing. So, all right, before we sign off for the week, we'd like to do some things that we're looking forward to to let our listeners know so they can look forward to them as well. Uh, you got anything for us? Yeah, I got two things. The first is the Iron Claw. Oh, yeah. The that's... movie, uh, it's really, a, you would say wrestling, but it's about a wrestling family. family right. Uh, about the Von Erics from the Dallas, Texas area, starring uh, Zach Efron and Jeremy Allen White as the two of the Von Eric brothers. It looks fantastic. Comes out December 22nd. 
so you can watch it on Christmas. Uh, it looks really good. The reviews are really good. They're starting to come out about it. It's mm-hmm. not just a wrestling movie. It's about a family. Right. And if you know anything about that family, it is horrific what happens to them. Horrific. So it looks really, really good. That comes out December 22nd. Also on December 22nd, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yes. I think this trailer looks fun. It does. It and looks fun. The movie's only an hour and fifty minutes, so that's a plus. Yeah. I love the first Aquaman. I like what they're doing with uh, Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson teaming up together as like an odd couple. Right. It looks fun. Yeah, it does. It looks fun. I, I, I do want to see it, and I can't wait to see it. So, uh, I'm with you on that. So, All right, a couple for me, or three for me, actually. Uh, I've mentioned this prior, but we're getting closer to it, and I saw another trailer for it the other day. Uh, Rebel Moon on Netflix. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really good. I don't know if it will be. Netflix movies can be hit or miss, to say the least. <laughs> yes, they can. Uh, but this one, it looks good from the trailers. It uh, comes out December 22nd on Netflix. I'm looking forward to watching it. I think it's... Is that a Zack Snyder? I think it's a Zack Snyder, is it is it Zack Snyder? Yeah, it is. That's it what is. I thought. And that's another thing. Zack Snyder can be uh, hit or miss as well. So Yes, he can. So, But the last thing that he did on uh, Netflix, I really enjoyed that zombie movie, zombie heist movie yeah. I thought was great. So, Did you ever see that? I, I didn't, but I, that may be on my uh, to-do list. Uh, yeah, over it, the it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, Next is the Percy Jackson series that's coming out on Disney Plus on December 20th. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I haven't read the Percy yeah, Jackson books. Yeah, that does look good. But yeah. it looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, the, it, if it's done right, I think it could be really, really good. Uh, the movie that they did a, a few years ago, did not go over well because they they tried to change up the characters too much and at least the the main characters and it just didn't work but they okay. looks like they've kind of gotten back to the the true essence of the story so uh looking forward to it it should be pretty good it comes out on uh december 20th or it starts i'm assuming it's going to be a week-to-week thing Okay. And last but not least, what we will be covering next week. So we are taking a break from Monarch, if you haven't noticed. Uh, we will come back to it, hopefully, when it finishes up. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, our season. Because, look, third episode was good, too. Yeah, uh, Kurt Russell really has a big part on this one. Yeah, he, he does. Good. Yeah, and like I said, the third episode ends on a, on a pretty big cliffhanger. So I'm really yeah. interested to see what they do with it. But uh, uh, we'll come back to it when it when it wraps up. We'll cover the uh, the rest of the first season uh, when it wraps up in early January. But what we wanted to go ahead and get uh, make room for was one a show that did really well on our podcast that uh, we think is going to continue to do well. Slow Horses. It debuts this Wednesday, uh, November 29th. And it should be another great six episodes of television. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman is fantastic in this. Uh, the entire cast is great. I can't wait to see what they do with it here in season three. Uh, yeah. But we're getting the third season of Slow Horses, and we will be covering this one week to week, just because, like I said, the, when we did the first two seasons, it, uh, people really responded to it. So we're we're going to go ahead and come back. Gary to it. Oldman, his gas and his yes. band of merry idiots. That's right. They're his idiots. They're his idiots. So uh, we're, we're going be covering it when it starts uh so you can look forward to that if you haven't seen slow horses the first two seasons they're all six episodes each they're good easy watch yeah good easy watches and i can't wait to talk about it so all right anything else you want to discuss before we sign off for this week yeah appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time i will echo those same sentiments and as always until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true